Hello and welcome to the Pottery Lounge. Hello, welcome. I'm Sarah. And I'm Carl. And today we're going to talk about why relationships fail. All right, let's do it. Why do you think relationships fail? (laughs) (laughs) We did a take right before this and he asked me the same question. (laughs) Um, Well, I... The main reason is lack of communication, I would say. That's it. That's it, okay. Yeah. Any other questions? (laughs) No, I'd agree too. Um, Lack of communication. And that's probably what, I mean, everyone says um, to make a relationship successful is to just communicate. Um, But I think the type of communication is important as well. It's not just saying something. That's not what communication is. It's about honest communication and effective communication. Um, A good example is Carl and I have been together for almost three years now, and we've developed ways to figure out how to best communicate to each other. And this came through trial and error. So um, (laughs) we realized that for me, I really like to come to decisions by discussing them and I need to bounce ideas off another person and that's how I I best um, yeah, come to a decision and how I best think. So I need to talk to someone about it. Um, for Carl, it is to think about it on his own f- over a couple of days. And then come <laughs> back with a decision. And then to come back with a decision. Which makes it really difficult for me because I like to talk about things in the moment as I'm thinking about them, as I'm feeling them. And I don't want to sit around and wait until, you know, someone else is ready to talk about it. I want to talk about it then and there. So once we came to that realization, the effective communication part is that I would give Carl space um, to kind of think it over and then we would talk about it and bounce ideas off each other, which was my way of needing to communicate down the road when he was ready as well. So we would kind of, you know, put a pause on whatever that thing was and then talk about it later. Another thing for communication is that you may be communicating to the other person, but they're not fully giving you attention. Like they're on their phone, like not even looking at you or something like that, or their their backs turned to you or they're, you know, just doing various things. Yeah. And that can be very frustrating as well um and then you're also not getting through because you might tell them something and then a couple they days answer to get rid of you yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then uh, a couple days later you're like hey remember that thing i told you about are we doing it and, you're like, and they're like what you never told me about that yeah we're both guilty of that though yeah for sure. For it's like, sure. but it's something you got to be aware of yeah and pay attention to yeah, my dad's like that, and <laughs> so that's why I can't discuss anything with him over the phone is because he's always doing something else, and so I always have to, and sometimes I have to do this with Carl too, so I have to grab them by the shoulders, look them in the eye, and be like, this is what I need to tell you. <laughs> I need you to answer this question, whatever it is. I need to actually have their full attention, looking in, looking in my eyeballs, and that's how I know that it's gotten through. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, another reason why I think relationships fail is a lack of 100% commitment. 
Um, and that's kind of hard in the beginning of relationships because you're not you're not really ready to be 100% committed to someone. You're kind of feeling it out still. But once you get to a point where you've made it official, it's smart to just 100% commit and not think of a backdoor kind of mentality, like kind of have like a looking for a way out at some point or that something better is going to come along. It's important to just fully commit yourself to that person and give them all of your all of your attention and all of you because I mean if you're thinking that some someone else better might come along you're not going to fully be present with that person and it's hard to be able to to really build something on a foundation that's made of like styrofoam yeah I agree another thing is Wait, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly say that Carl and I are editing this one episode so much because for some reason, both of us cannot keep a train of thought for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of cutting, but that, whatever. You'll just have to make do. <laughs> um... Oh, okay. So important is having patience for the other person and understanding. There are so many times where I would be upset about something and I would take something personally that Carl never intended to hurt me or to whatever it was, upset me. And so I kind of had to come from a place of understanding and, and step out of my role of feeling like like sad and mopey or whatever and just realize that first of all he didn't intend for that to happen um he's his perspective is different from mine and like the bottom line is that again with the backdoor thing is that we're in a committed relationship and so it's not like he's on purposely trying to fuck things up um and I've done the same thing too um so it's kind of about taking a step back and really looking at looking at it in a bigger picture and asking yourself questions and I think the just super key for everything in life is to just take the time to reflect even if it's for like five seconds giving yourself space to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And that's kind of what I like to do, you know, metaphorically, is put myself in another person's shoes and try to see how they're looking at the situation in all possible ways. And it kind of just broadens your eyes to, you know, whether you've actually made an assumption, which is most cases, or if you're actually looking at something based on fact. And I think giving that space for yourself also, so, oh my goodness, giving your space, oh my God, <laughs> giving that space for yourself also allows the other person, if you're, you know, arguing or con conflicting to, to also take time for themselves and to reflect and, and see where you're at. Often, you know, when we're in the heat of an argument or something or conflict, 
we're using our emotions to make our decisions and, and to think. And those are not usually accurate or realistic of what we're even feeling or what the whole situation calls for. So it's good to reflect and just be patient, allow the emotions to to happen because they're valid, but also let give yourself time to cool down. Um, and I think a lot of conflicts can be resolved that way. And it's also funny, um, whenever Carl and I have arguments and we don't have any real big arguments, we, we never really have, not ones that made us, you know, think and rethink our relationship. They've always been kind of a stupid little thing. <laughs> like, so stupid. Things that no one would argue about. No, I think people do, but no one talks about it, I think. Because right? they're so dumb. Yeah, they're not yeah. even worth mentioning. Yeah. If you can think of any, that would be funny. Um. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just, I can't think of any. Yeah, but um, yeah, so often whenever one of us knows we're wrong in an argument, we'll, even in a joking way, call ourselves out on it. Like, I do this all the time because, you know, when you have, like, a really heightened ego, that's when you hold and latch onto <laughs> your side of the argument, but us being fully committed and realizing that, like, if one of us wins the argument, like, no one wins, so there's no point in really trying to win the argument. We're on the same team. Exactly. So why, why would you try team. and, like, crush your opponent? <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I always, I'm like, you know what? Like, I know I'm wrong or something, but I'm just going to be mad about it for now. Yeah. And then... um what, I know, like, I know I'm being ridiculous about Well, they something. also kind of, like, yeah, they start off kind of, like, serious, but then they devolve into being, like, oh, wait a minute, this is really ridiculous, so then we mm -hmm. just kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah, all of our arguments just end in us laughing yeah. about it because we know we're being childish and we're being children <laughs> about it, um, and it's, it's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing worth continuing to argue about. Hey, Hey, guys. Well, like even, for example, like right before recording this, we did a couple takes and we're trying and like I'm, I am beyond like brain fog today and just like mind's occupied with other projects I'm working on. And then she, you know, she can clearly pick up on that. So she gets, she gets annoyed with that. And then I'm like annoyed that she's annoyed with that. And then it kind of spirals. And then also we just kind of like look, and then you kind of like look at the other person and then you're just like. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then things are fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like... Yeah. The thing is, we always address the problem immediately. Yeah. And... <laughs> okay, this, what? Oh, so, well, one quick thing. Like, because that's because, like, it, it literally spirals out of control if you let it. But if you think about it, like, mm -hmm. the root of it, it was just, like, something stupid. Something like, really Like, the fact small. that I'm just... Yeah, like, I happen to be tired in the morning or something like that. And yeah. then you um, were hoping for you know, like this amazing discussion, which, no, you know, just we're a getting normal to. normal discussion. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're getting to. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I'm just like, and yeah. then, and then that sets you off because you're just like, oh man, like disappointed. And then yeah. I, and then I can pick up on you, that energy from you and that escalates mine and then it, it just spirals. Yeah, exactly. So you it have spirals. to like, kind of like, you got to address right it away. right away yeah. before it gets out of control. 
Um, and yeah, don't let the emotions fester and and don't let just because then you start overthinking, you start blaming, and that's where it gets dangerous <laughs> in a sense because then you start thinking certain things and judging the other person and it's usually completely made up. It's not what the other person's thinking at all. And yeah, the easiest way to put out a fire is to just suffocate it. So just talk about whatever it is you're going through in that situation. It's suffocate your significant other. Yeah, kill them. <laughs> then with a, with a you'll pillow. have no problems ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, um. it, what is it? Like there's a saying, it's like no man, no problem. So basically if you kill everyone else, you won't no have No woman, problems. no cry? Is that no, I, I've heard no man, no problem, like as in like kill your opponents. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I heard it the other day. So. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> well, just kill your opponents. A new always. 2020 mantra to live yeah. by. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> there's also, we often have our arguments right before going to bed. Yeah. And that's because I, for some reason, have a boost of energy right before going to bed. I think it's because I know it's the end of the day and I know there's nothing else ahead except for sleep. And so for some reason, I get really hyped on that idea. And it's, the Carl's the exact opposite. He'll be like powering down, trying to get ready for bed. We'll read a book before bed and I'm usually, for me, every time, right before I go to bed, I always have the best ideas too. So I want to talk about them. Like I mentioned before, I got to bounce ideas off another person so that I can fully form those ideas. So I'm just like hyped. <laughs> and Carl is like the exact opposite. My brain's so, already half shut down. Yeah, he's already prepared I'm not, mentally. I'm not in the mood for a conversation or yeah. like hard thinking or anything like that. And I know this is for a lot of couples is the women always the woman the women oh my goodness the women always want to talk right before bed and the men are just like nah my parents would always go through that too and there would be like arguments based around that so I'm pretty sure it's common um but they always you know because of our the dyna the dynamic I can't like I can't speak today because of the dynamic it always becomes a little bit out of control because I will kind of push wanting to talk about something. Carl will be like, no, no, we got to talk about it later. I don't want to talk about it. And I'll get upset. Carl will be like, stop. You're getting me riled up. I'm trying to fall asleep. I want to go to bed. And it'll become this thing. <laughs> and this is so common for us. Um, but, you know, even if we get upset and everything, Usually it's me being upset and Carl just being like, oh, I just wanted to go to bed. Carl will always make sure to never let me fall asleep upset. Like, well, he'll always push through, like, the guy that he is and and talk about it. So he never makes me um, go to bed. Yeah, angry. I don't believe in going to bed upset. Yeah, because you carry it into your sleep and then you wake up man. you wake up yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. book and book end the day right yeah it's, it's uh, not so worth it's not it the, yeah it's not the best way so that's another thing that i really appreciate is carl never lets me fall asleep upset um but i just you know by now you think that i would have picked up on that pattern and not talk about things right before bed 
But I also sometimes can't help it. Like, there are things that come up and I'm like, holy shit, I need to talk about this or something like that. Um, Another thing about that is to just have a notepad by your bed, which I used to have and it disappeared. (laughs) We only have like 16 of them around the other parts of the apartment. Yeah, but but you don't want to get up once you're like cozy in bed. Yeah, I know. But sometimes I'll just have the intention of bringing up just a topic not to talk about but just to be like ooh, like I have this idea that's it but then I won't know where to stop and so it'll turn into a conversation um but that's just something that I need to work on (laughs) um and yeah the other the other thing about that is um we always know areas we need to work on and we admit them we never really like stop learning from our relationship Um, and we never stop learning from ourselves and realizing that we're not perfect and we do make mistakes. And so we're always like really easy to admit that too. Well, it's like someone who's learning to draw or paint or something like that or learn an instrument. And it's just like learning the basics and then never applying yourselves and never trying to get better beyond Mm -hmm. that. Right. Like where you're just drawing like barely passable stick people or something like that and you're like wow this is you know this is great I'm a great artist it's like you can apply that same kind of mentality to a relationship is that like there's so many variables at play that like Mm -hmm. you need to again it's like a skill you need to practice Mm -hmm. yeah and get better at yeah for sure it just takes work no matter what it's the exact same thing I in my opinion for sure um a lot of times we often think about how like how easy our relationship is now and that's because we put in a lot of effort in the beginning and now we still work at our relationship but just with less intensity because we don't really need to anymore unless there's something you know major that comes up which doesn't really happen right now yeah at least watch- knock on wood i was watching a video about about that idea is like it, or the, i can't remember what he called it it was like um I don't know. Basically, it was like a high-performing default. Like, you, you work hard until your default is, like, super good. Super good. <laughs> is, uh, you know, all running really good. Like, this was, like, in business, though. But, like, it's the same thing. It's, like, with the skills. Like, you, you practice so much that, like, with minimal effort, you can just kind of kick ass and be, like, really good at it, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's, like, you, it just takes that, like, consistency and practice. And yeah. then it seems effortless, but it turns out that you put in a ton of work to kind of get to that level. Yeah. But where that level is to maintain it is just effortless. But yeah. then again, you still got to keep pushing yeah. forward. For sure. Um, I, I always love to think about this because... I felt like it was a defining moment for us, but also for me as well, because I'd never really been in a relationship before, before us. Um, so I never really like got to, one, yeah. yeah, like a serious one. So I didn't really get to practice too much, um, like effective relationship tips and strategies, whatever. Um, but I did know a lot of things, but it's different when you actually apply them and you're in the moment and you know, you're dealing with another person and it can get uncomfortable. Um, But I knew that the best thing when something would come up is to just talk about it right away. So I remember we were in Seattle. Um, This was our first trip together. It was like three or four months in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, I, oh, Carl was, <laughs> Carl's usually, when he's caffeine deficient, he gets really cranky, just such a crank. Yeah. Um, and so he was caffeine deficient. If I don't have coffee within like three hours of waking up, you better watch oh it. Oh my God. Even my mom knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were in Hong Kong, just super quick side note, we were in Hong Kong and there was one day where Carl was so deficient <laughs> and just really tired, I think, because we had a bad sleep. Um, and he was just like so cranky and my mom was like, holy shit, this is a side I have not seen. Because <laughs> Carl's generally like a pretty pleasant person, but she was like, oh my God. And now she always thinks back to it and mentions it. She's like, oh, I remember in, in Hong Kong when Carl was really cranky. I'm like, oh shit. Um, so it's really funny to think about. Yeah. But yeah, we were in Seattle and we were driving around. It was our last day. Um, we were driving around looking for parking and we were in the downtown area. So it was kind of really hard to find parking. Um, and because we were trying to find it, we couldn't find anything. Carl was getting kind of cranky because we were looking to stop at a cafe to get coffee. So we hadn't had coffee yet. So of course this kind of spiraled and Carl was just kind of like, um, he was starting to get a little bit snappy. like road ragey and snappy, yeah, yeah, snappy. He'd just be like pointing out all the negative things about everything. <laughs> just like. Oh, look, this guy driving in front of me. <laughs> just like little yeah. side things. And, you know, like I was in a good mood. It was a sunny day. It was in the summer. And I was not really enjoying hearing all these little quips of negativity. And so I wasn't really happy about that. Um, and it just, you know, kind of continued. And finally we found parking, went to a cafe, sat down for coffee. And that was a moment where I was just like, this is, this is bothering me. And if I don't address it, then what would that lead to? I mean, it would just lead to the habit of me not addressing things that come up and that bother me. And even though this is a small thing, this isn't like major, I want to address it because I don't know if he even knows that it's bothering me. I don't like he did it probably didn't intend to bother me with all that. It's just him, you know having a moment and so I mean I was I like my heart was beating <laughs> my face felt red I felt so uncomfortable but I just like brought it up and I was like hey you know earlier with the driving and all that um said something along the lines of like it it didn't really make me feel good or something like that and it just kind of bothered me a bit and then we just talked about it and that was like the heart, it felt hard at the time. Like talking about it now, it was like nothing, right? But it was the it was the first time we actually talked about some kind of conflicts between us, um, and you were totally unaware of it, right? Yeah, I was just why well, wasn't I, where I was in life at that point too. Is that just I wasn't like happy with a lot of things. Yeah. So that was kind of like a it way was of built. it was yeah it yeah, was it was, was kind of like just too. leaking out kind of yeah that, exactly. that attitude right but i mean now exactly. i don't really have that problem as much anymore <laughs> yeah because life's a lot better now so. yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no it's yeah and again yeah i wasn't aware that i was being yeah crabby yeah exactly and yeah. like i figured that too and i i had gotten really quiet and i think it was kind of making him be like what's going on yeah but of course, he. I don't think he was going to address that either because it, you know, was such a little thing. Well, and again, like I wasn't. 
that uh, I didn't have a whole lot of serious relationships before that either. So like that mm-hmm. was, you know, I wasn't, how do I word it? Um, you weren't accustomed to reading body language and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, or like acting on it in a way, yeah. right? Like I, that was definitely learned behavior was like if you are, if you're clearly uncomfortable or clearly mad about something, yeah, now, I, now I bring it up right away and it's just yeah. like you get to the bottom of it. it rather than just like ignore it or pretend to not notice yeah. it kind of thing, right? Yeah, because yeah. it usually Because does. it doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it usually just g- continues to grow. So if, yeah, you're feeling something really little, it'll tend to build up and accumulate if you don't address it immediately. So we addressed... So we addressed it. <laughs> so we addressed it immediately, which was really good. And that kind of paved the way for us to continue to address any kind of little issue or any issue that came up in our relationship immediately. And so having made that a habit, anytime anything came up, we never, you know, really had any big arguments from them because they would always start off being so small and then, you know, being addressed so that they never got big. And so that's something that I think a lot of the people around us have asked about. Like, I never, you know, every time I get together with friends, I never really talk about any big arguments we have. And it's just because we don't have big arguments because we address them right away. And yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people aren't used to. It's just minor annoyances. <laughs> yeah, literally. And they're, literally, so, yeah. they're so stupid now. Like, they're yeah. just ridiculous and just such childish things. There'll be things like... <laughs> like her eating, uh, you know, like the kettle cooked chips, like the really loud ones. She'll be sitting on the couch here and I'll be working over there and she'll be eating chips and like... Not just... with an open mouth no, though. Just like the, the normal way. Just, I can't yeah, eat them any other way. Proper eating etiquette. Yes. But I like, I just hear... Oh, and like chewing and I like turn around and I'm just like... Well, Carl hates... Give her the stink eye. Carl has that thing... Um, it's like misophonia or something. Yeah, Mis- where, where you hate the sound of other people eating, eating and, and stuff and, and other things. Breathing and mouth breathers and all that. Anything. <laughs> if, we are, if we're eating and we are not watching TV or there's no background noise, Carl cannot eat next to me. Yeah. He will refuse. He just... He can't stand it. Like, he'll have to go somewhere else or we'll have to turn something on to drown out the noise and I don't even eat loud I eat like a normal person with my mouth closed and not in his face or anything but he hates it um (laughs) but um yeah so that's why that's for us the biggest reason why we don't have any real issues is because we address them right away and also I think we're very lucky in the sense that um on like kind of values and just kind of personality standpoints is that we agree on a lot of major things mm-hmm. so that there's never any issue that way. Like if you don't agree yeah. on, you know, something major, then that's going to make things a lot more difficult. But thankfully sure. we're lucky that in that sense, like we're very compatible people yeah. so that our problems, yeah, they're very minor that do arise. True. And like yeah. non, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Not important. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another thing is, it's it's difficult to be in a relationship where your values don't line up because your values are your core beliefs and if your beliefs aren't the same yeah you're it's there's going to be conflict because you're not aligning and 
sometimes that's what happens with with relationships as they grow and develop and you grow and develop and your partner grows and develops is your values start to change um yeah well because like when you're young everyone likes to go out and say go to festivals and party and shit like mm -hmm. that right and so you but line like up there you reach 25 and you're like okay i don't like doing that anymore but maybe but then one of you does yeah exactly yeah. And when your partner never like say your partner never grows out of that like mm -hmm. that's a fucking huge problem right there is because yeah. like how you going it's literally how you spend your weekends or your free time or whatever mm -hmm. right and if you're on opposite ends of the spectrum then good luck <laughs> yeah then every weekend you're gonna be like oh i want to stay home let's yeah you know netflix and chill and your partner is gonna be like no no let's go out and get drinks like yeah. see our friends that's gonna be something you're gonna have to deal with like yeah. every weekend like for example sarah's a lot more social than i am um but even then she's still very like homebody, like stay I'm, at home, yeah, like, very quiet, much home body too. which is perfect for me because I don't like large crowds and I don't like going out and yeah. stuff like that. I don't. So, so. yeah. So the thing with so, that, so the thing with that is I don't force Carl to come out with me also because I mean, like he doesn't, if he doesn't like it, I'm not going to force him. But also, I want to see my friends by myself. And sometimes I don't want Carl around. I want my girl time. And I want my my time with the people that I enjoy being around to catch up with. Yeah, all that exactly. kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, when I usually... All the friends that I, I have, they didn't meet me when I was with Carl. So we don't come as a package. <laughs> so they don't really expect Carl to be there either. Um, but yeah, there are occasions where we'll the both of us will get together with our friends and we'll hang out and whatever but yeah um yeah it's just like again like having understanding of where your partner is coming from and and not forcing them to change um and you know that's kind of hard if like you're starting your values are changing or you're growing out and you're starting to grow apart sometimes they'll come around though it may not, it may be a timing thing. It may yeah, just be 100%. that for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, it was like, it was like the whole like party culture thing past 25 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most people tone it down a lot by the time they're 25 in my experience, right? Like you kind of like, you're like, okay, this is getting old. Yeah. I have responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you kind of have to assess and even, you know, of course, talk to your partner about whether this is like a phase <laughs> And, um, like even they, they might not even know. And sometimes you just have to see if it's something that needs time or if it's something that clearly is just like not going to happen at the moment. Um, or maybe for a while and it's kind of up to you, like whether you want to wait on that or not, or if you want to work through it with the person. And that kind of comes down to the foundation that you built and, and figuring out, you know, like that backdoor thing like are you fully committed to this person you know <laughs> because then you can work on growing through things together um like with carl and i when we first started dating carl was working as an electrician and he was working full-time i was going through my coaching training um and also yoga teacher training so you know kind of different in that way for sure um but I was working part-time. I wasn't working full-time. So I had, a, like, a decent amount of free time. And what I was learning were all things that I really enjoyed. So I was kind of in a headspace of, like, ooh, cool new 
growing development, personal growth, self-improvement. I'm doing all the things that I enjoy. I'm learning, all that kind of stuff. And Carl was just like not growing and learning because he wasn't in any kind of school or anything like that. He's just working full time. In something that I was not enjoying and not I did enjoying. not want to do at all. So yeah, we were on opposite ends of the spectrum there. And, <laughs> and yeah, like it, for me, I had to think and see, you know, was this something that would continue? Would he always be like this? Because he was always tired too. I was miserable. That miserable. was like a miserable point in my life. Yeah. And so it was for me, it, it was, was only getting worse too. Yeah, exactly. And so I kind of, I got to a point where I was assessing like, is this something, if it continues, like, is this something I want to always be around? And like, how important is this person to me? Do our values line up? Our values did line up, but he just, timing wise wasn't in a place where he was able to fully align with his values because his environment didn't really allow him to. So after a while, <laughs> I convinced him to, I mean, his work wouldn't allow him to go part-time, which would have been helpful. Um, but hit oh. gross. <laughs> that was a watery poop. Yeah, that Pause um, that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> He just pooped on him, and it was so watery. Gross. She's biting at me. <laughs> nasty. Like, destroying your pants. <laughs> uh, having pets. Um, but, yeah. So, our values, or his values, aligned. Uh, or, sorry. His values did not align with his environment, so... Really, for me, it was about whether or not it would continue or last. Hi. You want to say hi to the mic? No? You scared of the mic. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. And eventually, you know, it took some convincing because I knew Carl would be able to do it because he was already, he had so many business ideas and so many side hustle ideas. And he was working on a couple side hustle things, but I convinced him to go full time on it. And if he needed to, to get a part time job, um, whatever it would take, really. And I mean, it's been over a year since he's been full time. Um, musician and you know there are so many points where it added pressure to our relationship and made things hard but his mentality and the alignment of his values started to really shift and come together and then you know that miserable side of him started to slowly fade so I knew in the beginning that it was a matter of his environment his situation and also like the people and all that kind of stuff so for me, I really understood that it was a timing thing and it, it wasn't who he was as a person. So that took a lot of patience though. Um, and talking through and communicating. But I mean, where we are now, it's like we, we haven't looked back because it's, it's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I was, <laughs> I don't really have anything to say to that. Like it was, uh, yeah, it just comes down to environment. Um, 
Well, so once I was able to escape that, it became way less of a problem in my life. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there's still... There's still moments where, you know, yeah. like... Frustration and stuff like that, because, like, yeah. being on your own uh, and being basically your own contractor in a way is can be stressful because you're you're on your, it's all on you to make that you know paycheck or make enough for the month so that's the only mm-hmm. w- area where i where stress comes Finances, from in my life that's yeah. it because it's so unpredictable yeah but um, yeah it's not a steady job but it's anything. like literally like yeah it's you have good months and then you have you know slower months it's nothing you can really you can do what you can just do what you can about it right mm-hmm. but uh yeah, it was funny because like a few weeks ago, I was thinking about this too. Was uh, it's even those like low moments now are a hundred times better than the day to day fucking grind of working a job that you hate. Even though I was make like you know I was making that steady paycheck back then, is so much of it was going towards like a car payment that I you know only drove for work um, or like transit passes and just like or equipment for my job tools and stuff like that like just shit you didn't want to spend money on but you're chained to and like you know like at least a thousand dollars a month was going just to those things for a lifestyle that I didn't even want to live so not to get off on too much of a tangent but it's just like (laughs) yeah that's the you know what I mean it's like shit can creep into your life like that for sure so for sure so you kind of have to assess and see like if it's something that you can grow through together um, or if it's something that clearly the person just needs to work on and needs time and space. Um, and sometimes, you know, like space makes the heart grow fonder and whatnot. Um, sometimes space can help and can help someone evaluate and reflect on themselves. Excuse me. You didn't bless me. Bless you. Something I've realized um, just like a month or so ago is that Carl doesn't say bless you. <laughs> I had to I had to start making him say bless you. Making me, me force. Well, because me. it's just weird. I've I've always been like I've grown up always being blessed when I've sneezed. Yeah, but that's that's weird to you, not to everyone yeah. else. No, but everyone I know says bless you yeah. or something and so it's strange when someone doesn't say bless you and that's something i never realized about carl is that he doesn't say bless you i see it as just like a silly well that's string the whole of point words. I yeah, mean, but it's it doesn't like do it, anything it doesn't mean anything right well you know? yeah but it, it's just it's just a saying but <laughs> it's, it's funny, yeah of course yeah. it doesn't mean i think it's anything. silly yeah. yeah but that's the whole point of it you know no it's not yeah it is i mean you're not like, ooh, I genuinely bless you, bless your heart and your life. It's like, no, it's just like a little quip. Yeah, but it, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of just doing things for doing things sake. It's like, oh. I don't agree with a lot of that. So that, wow, you know, it's just how, how I view the world. It's like, oh, right. you know, like the whole like, 
Why don't we get political about no, it? No, no, it's not political. It's more like a societal thing. Like just like status quo kind of thing. It's like, oh no, you always say bless you when someone sneezes. It's like, well, why? Well, why do I have gr- to, right? <laughs> that's, where, that's where I come from when I view it. I wasn't, I'm not challenging your you know, I think your you're kind world, of challenging society by not saying bless you to people. <laughs> that's that's how you think, think it, you're going to change the world. I just think it's, <laughs> it just refuses to say bless you I to everyone. I just think it's stupid. It's, it's kind of like... Or it's like, um, I, I gotta think of another example. Uh, you know, what's funny is, um, it was a little while ago, um, we were having an argument after I'm pretty sure it was in bed and I like wouldn't go to sleep, something like that. And then Carl sneezed and this was right after we had discussed the whole bless you thing and that he doesn't say bless you. And then he starts saying bless you just kind of for fun, I guess. Maybe even ironically. <laughs> um, but he sneezed and I refused to say bless you to him. He was just like, bless me. <laughs> bless me. Yeah, that was just a mess with you though. <laughs> yeah, I know. To show your hypocrisy. Whatever. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. I know, I know it was. It was funny for me too. I did eventually bless him because That's I was right. like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not insane and I'm not evil. A I will, massive I will blessing bless you. goes your way. Yeah. <laughs> May a blessing ball of light enter your soul. Fall down upon you. Fall down upon you. Yeah. Descend upon you. Yeah, there, that, sounds that sounds better. a little more magical. Fall ma- down sounds like it's accidental yeah. or something. Descend sounds a little more magical. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Descend upon your crown chakra and into your very <laughs> All soul. right. All right. That's enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know on the topic of relationships is uh, it feels like technology. Like, well, it's funny because like we met on Tinder, but like I think Tinder is the part of the problem with like with people nowadays is that you get like that option paralysis Option paralysis. What? Um, or Optimism choice bias? choice paralysis, where like, you know, like you're swiping, you're swiping, and there's so many choices, right? There's so many people that like you just you don't pay attention to the people themselves. You're, it's more about the numbers. Yeah, like it's like gambling in a way, right? Like it's like, yeah. oh, you know, I can win, I can win, 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 and it's just I don't know. Yeah, I remember I did read an article about that when I was still using Tinder, um, just about how the whole swiping culture makes people not commit. Yeah, like of they're course. more like disconnected. The whole, yeah, for sure. It's because they know, it's like you know like next week there can be a new person, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense, like, I mean, you could think that before, but it was not so readily available at your fingertips kind of idea, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So it kind of destroys your what is it like your not like your gratefulness for just being there with a person kind of thing right Mm, yeah i know what you mean more just like or the connection isn't yeah you kind of see someone as a profile and not as a human being or as a person really you're just kind of like yeah that's true yeah it kind of allows you to not really be there and you look for flaws because it's about the numbers so if it doesn't work out with this person you don't like something about this person there's another waiting yeah it's almost like you're looking for an excuse to not commit to that person for sure yeah that's a good point um and yeah i I definitely think that when it comes down to it when you like i was reading it was like um i was reading 
in a psychology book that we're more we like people that we're similar to but the thing with like first dates and not getting past the first date is you don't always get to realize how similar you are to some person or a person because you're you're not you know you're looking for flaws all that kind of stuff well and you're also projecting like this false image of yourself too because you're like it's an ego you're trying to be someone yeah Yeah, you're trying to impress the person across from you um but it's also like it takes time to really get to know someone and yeah. to build a relationship. It's not like you go on a first date and you sometimes like you know right away it was just not working out and that's fine. Um, but sometimes like it, it takes a while to get to know someone and we often don't allow for that process to happen because we because of that swiping culture and that not committing culture. Um, so I mean for us like there were things that for sure like I didn't. I wasn't too excited about right off the bat with Carl. Like, and we did have a really good first date. Um, but there were some things where I was like, hmm, I'm just going to take note of that. <laughs> like you know, what? Just little can, things. Can you, do an exa- can you give me an example? I did not like your hat. Oh, fuck. We've it was visual. Yeah, that was yeah. visual. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would always wear this backwards hat because he was kind of growing his hair out and it was in that awkward stage. He had to wear a hat, like, constantly. Yeah. But he would wear it backwards and it was a certain type of hat. It wasn't just like a sports hat or a sports cap or something. It was like a weird style I don't know how to explain it but he would wear it backwards and it just made him look like a little punk (laughs) I hated it (laughs) and I mean like it wasn't a big deal I didn't make him take it off until like way later in the relationship where I was like you know what your hair has grown out you can put your hair in a man bun or do something else with it I I like to see your hair and I think it brings out like the features in you and it doesn't make you look like a little shithead um but yeah, in the beginning, I wasn't looking to change him or anything. I was just like, huh, you know, like, I'd prefer if I could just see all his head and all his hair. But, you know, he's he likes to wear that, whatever. I'm just, I'm here for the person. I'm here to see the person, not to make them into the what I want, you know. Um, but that is an example of a stupid little um, visual thing, I guess, like a physical thing. Um, but yeah, the more you accept the person for who they are, the more, or the less you're going to look for flaws. Um, and the more you can appreciate the person for, for just being themselves. Um, and that's when you can really enjoy being with someone is you just accept everything about them, you know? And of course, like I didn't always enjoy, um, sometimes your negativity but again that was just where you were at the time um but I mean it's different now it's about timing it was just where you were so I didn't see that as like a continuous problem it was just kind of like in the moment and stuff Ooh, yeah Carl kind of had an anger problem too like a rage problem but not like it didn't come up very often. There was this one time where we were on a date. We went to get sushi, and we. <laughs> <laughs> this was annoying, though. Oh, to be yeah. fair, these people were pushing it, and not being respectful and not proper etiquette at all. It was these people, probably I want to say in their late twenties. I couldn't not believe yeah, it. it was I could not believe that these people rude. acted this way. It was yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so funny. Like, so we were sitting at this table, and it was like a booth um but the thing was it was a it was a long table but there was this divider in the middle of the table so that it 
seemed like it was two booths. So you had two booths, but they were sharing the same table. Yeah. And so, but there, the divider made it so that you couldn't see the people on the other side. But, yeah. you know, we sat there first and then the people came after. So we saw that they were there and it was a group of three people. I think it was more than that. No, it, it was three. It was two it? girls and a, yeah, it was two girls and a guy. Man, that was insane. I don't know what the hell they were playing, but they decided to play some kind of game where you bang on the table. Like they were literally with their fists banging on the table and just like yeah, shouting and yelling and i don't know what they and, were on like it was yeah. it's it was like they were so drunk rude, but it was it was honestly like 11 30 in the morning yeah it was lunchtime and, but it was like they were drunk like wasted they were so loud but they i don't know it and, was just i yeah it was unlike anything i had ever experienced in public outside of you know like like a club or something some kind of weird activity just total obnoxious yeah like, they were being insane. really obnoxious for no reason yeah. just for themselves they clearly like it just seemed like they treated that situation as like they were the only ones in that restaurant yeah it was a full restaurant but it was weird so i don't know if they realized that the table was shared because the table clearly like on our side was also shaking and they were so loud so anyways like I was just trying to ignore it. I was thinking of saying something, but I could see Carl's face getting, he was like clenching his jaw and I see, cause his face getting more and more red to the point where he just like snapped up and like tapped on the divider thing. It was like, Hey, do you guys mind? Like we're sharing a table and they're like, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. They so yeah. And then they, they shut up and then, uh, yeah. but the funny thing is, is that, uh, afterwards we go down and we're driving and we're, I can't remember where. No. You forgot the most the most important part. What? So once Carl finished his little like, hey, um, he wasn't like loud or anything. He was just trying to bring attention. He didn't yell. He was just kind of like, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> so once he sat down, his hands were shaking so, so bad I had to yeah. like hold his hands and be like, it's okay. Like, I know that was really annoying. Like, I'm glad you didn't blow up or anything like that. But clearly, it was like festering in him and just growing and growing until like this volcano erupted and um it wasn't it wasn't like a a bad snap or anything but it was like clearly bothering him to the point where he was physically shaking holding back it. yeah yeah clearly like holding so much back yeah. but it was just kind of like oh my god it was funny and then uh i remember we i i don't know if we, i guess we left first or I can't mm -hmm. remember if they left. I don't remember. But anyways, and then we had to go get my laundry because I didn't have laundry at my place at the time. So we went to my laundry place, picked it up, and we went down the little hill and we were like turning in my car and I'm going down this little side street, this side street. It wasn't like a little side street. It was pretty main street. But, and there's this group of people walking down the center of the road, like in the middle of the road. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get out of the way. They're like making no effort to get out of the way. I remember like being like, get out of the way. And then as we pass them, I'm like, no way. It was the it's same the people same from the people. restaurant. Like I, I don't know where they got just this, like this entitlement from. Weird tornado through life, I think. Uh, they must like <laughs> travel through life just being obnoxious and annoying the shit out of everyone everywhere they go. Oh, just my like yeah. It was crazy. It was I was just very like weird. Unbelievable. I'm like, I can't believe people act like that. And yeah, they were like a few years older than us too. Like yep. the hell is wrong I think with you? around your age. My age now? Oh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Late twenties. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a ridiculous situation, but yeah. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> Carl has rage. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it's better now. Yeah, no. It's funny, actually. The, yeah, oh, sorry, my, no. Go ahead. Uh, yesterday at the gym, there was two guys in an altercation, apparently, over nothing. Oh, actually? Well, yeah, it was. I, I could hear it. It was, yeah, it was funny. They were at the front desk, like, shouting at each other. Mm. And the staff was getting involved because they, they had an argument in the in the washroom i guess anyway side note that was very important for this podcast yeah, clearly. but it was funny just to hear it i'm just like when that shit doesn't really bother you anymore yeah or like all the confrontation <laughs> and stuff like that now it's more like whatever because you, you realize yeah. too as you get older that the person who cares the least is the one who wins mm-hmm. so <laughs> if you don't care then it doesn't matter for sure yeah. not in relationships though no no i'm talking about like with like <laughs> yeah, with angry with strangers, strangers. yeah like it's just not that, worth it yeah. it's funny too actually yeah it is um yeah relationships take time to grow you gotta allow for the mistakes and the fail I don't want to say failures, but like the little, you know, setbacks. Yeah, setbacks. But there, and when you look at it from like a bigger perspective, bigger picture or perspective, um, those setbacks aren't even major. No, they're still building blocks. Yeah, speed you know. bumps or whatever, if you want. Exactly. Call them that. Like you still learn from them, hopefully, yeah. and hopefully you don't continue on that same road well that just depends on the person yeah yeah um but yeah like to say that relationships are easy is not real even for us who have a relatively easy relationship it's still not easy it still requires work and it still requires effort yeah um and some days are harder than others some days are better um but it's just kind of having respect for each other, you know, 50-50. Um, and, and wanting the best for the other person, too. Like, exactly, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you gotta... That has to be, like, your top priority, too. Yeah. Is that you're giving all that you can for this person, too. Because they're doing yeah. it for you. It's like, it's a 50-50 thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're not doing it because, uh, because you expect for, it yeah, in return. Exactly. It's like, you do it because you want to. That's, yeah, that that's huge. Like, yeah. what I've noticed, and you may have noticed, for those listening, um, maybe in your workplace or something like that, is, for example, if you have a boss that criticizes you for everything and, you know, doesn't really appreciate your work, it makes you not really want to work for them. It makes you not want to try your best. It makes you not want to be there. Um, whereas if you have a boss that, you know, points out, and acknowledges you for everything that you do, for all the good things that you do, little or big, you know, takes the time to show that they value you um, and, you know, try to make the environment fun and all that kind of stuff. It makes you want to work harder. It makes you want to do better for that boss and for that person. It makes you want to go the extra mile a little bit. Um, And that's the same thing with relationships is if the other person is treating you really well and they show that they care, they go out of their way to do things for you or to help you or whatever it is, um, whatever your love language is really, um, then it makes you want to do the same for them, hopefully. Um, it makes you it makes you want to go out of your way to, I don't know, like clean something for them. Like that was something in the beginning um, that I kind of noticed is Carl I think because he lived by by himself for a while like he wasn't just straight out of home 
um, and so he wasn't like a mama's boy, um, he could take care of himself and, you know, he would make dinner sometimes and I showed my appreciation by like washing the dishes for him. It was like a 50-50 thing, right? And, um, but just like, like him being loving and, and showing me respect makes me want to reciprocate and makes me want to love and show respect and do things for him. Um, to show that I love him and, you know, all that kind of jazz. Um, so I think it's important, but of course, like, not to expect those things. But it does help. And it also makes you feel good um, when, you're, when your intention is to just, like, do things out of love. Yeah. Yeah, that's a major thing, too, though, is that if they're, uh, if you're doing things for them, and it's nothing you can really control, though, but it's, like, as long as they're not expecting it all the time kind of thing, right? Like, you don't... Yeah. You know what I mean? True. And the thing is, like, for me, I had to, yeah, like, take a step back and be, like, okay, I cannot make this, like, a standard. I need to treat it like this is something special that he does, <sighs> So I don't get used to it and then, yeah, yeah expect it to always happen. Because like then that becomes your normal baseline and then you get pissed off. When and then they you do. expect more. <laughs> yeah. You expect yeah. things other than that thing that used to be so special at one point. Yeah. It now becomes the norm. So to kind of not let that <laughs> mentality creep in and not to expect and then set higher expectations. Yeah. Um, like you're not going to bring her out for, you know, a fancy meal or something like that at like an expensive restaurant every week because then all of a sudden Friday will roll around and she'll be looking at you being like are we going are we going to that <laughs> yeah. place where you know you, you spend hundreds of dollars on me <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm not saying yeah, you can well, do that but it like just, it's yeah no yeah. it's a good example of just like setting standards and I mean people are inclined to find um like patterns and things yeah. right so, humans are stupid that way <laughs> no it's a it's a form of survival yeah i know i'm joking yeah. <laughs> you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> um but oh. yeah like humans are inclined to find patterns and things and so you know if we start realizing that there's a pattern here then that we're gonna latch on to that and we're yeah. gonna be like oh this is this is gonna happen every every week yeah exactly um but if that's something you don't want to happen every week then don't make it happen every week have it every like once a month or something um whatever that may be um but uh i don't know like i don't i don't think it's that complicated i mean it can be for sure i'm not like not to say that yeah like relationships are simple because they're not um even a relationship with yourself as a one person is so complicated sometimes. Um, because really, you, yeah, you avoid conflict with yourself too. Like for sure. you don't want to admit things. Conflict, yeah, yeah. like that you were an idiot at one point. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I, no, I ego though, right? Yeah, so exactly. You that, just gotta. That's the big thing to big overcome, thing. though. I think is your ego. Yeah. So yeah. you have to work on yourself. Like yeah, like you said, your relationship with yourself mm -hmm. before you can really fully be your best in a relationship with another human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, when relationships really thrive, it's when both of the people are, like, whole in themselves. They obviously, I mean, you can't be 100% whole 
You're always gonna be working. Maybe on yourself. maybe you can. No, you'll always be improving that's yourself. That's the thing is there are you'll have blind spots and yeah. sometimes if they're not really big um like when they're really big things that makes you like incompatible to be with someone at that current stage that's when it gets hard when you try to fill a void in your life with someone else's presence um thinking that they would fix that that's not really i mean it's not fair it's not fair for the other person for sure it's not fair to you either that's something that you'll just have to work through and admit um but yeah like there are parts of me that you know blind small blind things blind spots where carl you know yin yang kind of thing like he would um his strengths are sometimes like my weaknesses and so we kind of um you know like we're compatible in that way because like for example how i am hyped at night <laughs> Um, and he's not, is he gets to calm me down at night, and in the morning, he has a lot of energy, and I don't, so he helps me get up, and, um, you know, just, like, little things like that, and how, um, what are some other things? Um, oh, like, I don't always have the best self-discipline, um, and Carl has like the best self-discipline and so you know like we help each other out like I'll help him sometimes like stop being such a workaholic and and help him kind of like chill yeah, not and be relax so self-critical self too yeah and then yeah like he'll help me kind of you know like seize the day and yeah. uh, work on stuff because he'll be setting that example by doing it himself. Or going to the gym or something like going that. Going to the gym is a big <laughs> one. I mean, I do go to the gym. I'm just not hella consistent or anything. <sighs> um, but Carl is, and so he'll be like, come on, let's go. So there's things about each other that, you know, like it's his strength, and he helps me build that, and there are things that are my strengths, and I help him build, um, like in the beginning of our relationship, open communication and being totally like open and honest um was one of my strengths and so i had to through example um show and lead the way for him to also feel like he could be openly communicating and honest yep. um and again like that's patience and time but um yeah there are things about each other that we're both good we in bring certain into areas. the relationship yeah we're yeah. both like experts in our own little areas. Yeah. And then and we're teaching the other person to be good at exactly. that. Exactly. You can always learn something from the other person. I think that's yeah. really cool is that, you know, like as you continue to grow and stuff, you just build on each other's strengths and you help each other with your little weaknesses and it just makes you become like unstoppable, power yeah. couple. I agree. Yeah. I think uh, that's basically it. I think we should end it there. Yeah. I think that's a good place. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> thank, uh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, um, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well. Join us next time when we talk about. What are we gonna? We don't, don't have know. a topic. I thought you were gonna do it. Oh, was that supposed no, to be I'm like just me joking. finishing your sentence? Yeah, yeah, I didn't I pick up on that. With you. No. Anyways. <laughs> We bid you farewell. Yeah, yeah, we do. And yeah, yeah. we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>